Hey, what's up? That was that was a lovely intro. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I'm Damon. I'm Kiss. This is this is Ergo. It is Ergo. I was competing with you for that. <laughs> I want to say it first. This is Ergo. We're establishing a cooperative relationship. Yes. Not collaborative. I, uh, anyway, yes. we're here. We don't compete. We showcase what we do is we showcase strong voices from Chicago and beyond. Don't you dare ever forget about this. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all feeling? Y'all all right? Good. 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 We're very excited to and have. If you're, and if you're not. I hope the energy moves towards a higher frequency for you. So. If you're not, you will be. Ooh. Mm, anyway, we have a very special guest here who I'm excited to have on the show. But first, as always, a few community announcements. What do you got? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with two and a half. I'm going to go ahead and get or three. I'm going to say a four three. Uh, Monday, the first, it is May Day, large international labor holiday. Uh, 11 a.m. The Resist, Rebuild, Reimagine Coalition, which is centering racial justice, um, anti-xenophobia, um, supporting our, our immigrant communities, um, and also just being intersectional as we're talking about economic justice. Show up if you are mad. Show up if you are active. Show up if you don't got shit to do. Uh, 11 a.m. at the Juvenile Detention Center, Ogden and Roosevelt. Please do this. It is it is a big time for this city, for this country. It is part of a national coalition beyond the moment. Um, yeah, no, nah, it's it's hot stuff. Y'all should y'all should check that out. Lastly, just a little addendum from last week's announcement. We're throwing addendums in here. Addenda. So I performed at Refuge Live last hey. night. It went really well. But last week, I thought it was going to be on Thursday. So I said I was going to announce it again. So just to give them their second shout out. They do it every week. So every Wednesday, Refuge Live. Uh, I mean, the stage at Refuge Live. Uh, Monty and, and Ace DaVinci are doing some really dope things there. It's a weekly thing. Maintaining something weekly is really, really difficult. So go out and support them. Support artists 416 South Clark every Wednesday. Yeah, it's hard enough to get one other person up here every week. Can you imagine trying to get an audience every week? Jesus Christ. Man, uh, a couple other things. On Saturday at Shapiro Ballroom, that's on Chicago Ave, the Trans Liberation Collective is putting on the first annual Unicorn Ball. Okay. It's uh, a uh, like official coming out party is what they're calling it. Um, it's free. There's incredible music and art and community. So come through there, support there, throw a little cash their way. You can find that info um, on Facebook. Maybe we'll share out the community announcements. As I always say, I'm going to do and then... Never do. And then lastly, <laughs> as I said last week, we're headed back on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut the check. Cut the check. So on Monday, we are at Oberlin College giving a talk, um, ergo amplifying the Chicago Renaissance. And then we are hosting a concert featuring the wonderful Rick Wilson and Akenya. It's going to yeah. be so much fun. We're killing it. And I'm going to, I might even, I might even DJ a little bit. Oh, DJ. I'll do some, <laughs> do some hosting and or rapping oh i like this i like yeah. this we're actually gonna stop doing the show and just be we, we need like a crappy rap duo name <laughs> so write us in or call in 1-800-223-9797 with that name <laughs> um that's the phone number to hot 97 yeah tell ebro he'll let us know <laughs> all right <laughs> okay we're very excited <laughs> to have our guest here today she's one of my just on a personal level favorite people in the city um and she has like the best vintage baseball gear I've ever seen on. I said yesterday, quote unquote, full fledged sweetheart. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're having Kaina on. And, such a sweetheart. And Damon goes, oh, she's such a sweetheart. <laughs> and I went, she is such I'm a make sweetheart. That my Twitter bio now, <laughs> full fledged sweetheart. <laughs> Folks, make some noise wherever you are, very loudly, <laughs> as the birds chirp. There's, there's noise happening for Kaina. Woo! Hey! Burr, burr, burr. Hey, everyone! <laughs> so, as we like to start, um, how is the world treating you? How are you treating the world right now in this time? Mm, that is really good. How's the world treating me? Well, definitely navigating. I was I've been thinking a lot lately about how it's been almost a year since I dropped this EP, and I was prepared for none of it. So, as a young person, I was like, "Whoa!" Like navigating everything has been difficult so i'm still working on that and then in and then with the world the way i'm treating it is i'm trying to be very patient mm. with it mm. patient with the world but mm. also very patient with myself because i i'm living in my world so mm. yeah patience and preparedness i want to talk about both yeah, so absolutely. How, how is that how is that patience <laughs> manifesting what is what does that look um, like 
it takes a lot of I'm such an extrovert. So it definitely has taken a lot of me pulling myself back and like making myself stay at home and just sitting with myself and thinking about what I really want to do and what my goals are. And also just being like, you are a human being. You're allowed to be frustrated, work through your mm-hmm. frustration, be patient with your frustration as an artist, as a as a person in the world, as like as my identity in the world. Um, so, yeah, definitely just trying to scale back. And really think about things a lot more because I'm very like I I, like react quickly or I tend to just like do a lot of stuff like because I'm bad at saying no. So Mm. like I have been just trying to be. Have you been able to get some no's out? Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, shout out to the no's. It's really hard. (laughs) (laughs) The key is to just have it as like a like an email saved as a draft, so you don't have to write it every time. (laughs) Click on the draft and send it. Yeah, yeah. You don't feel good like format. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But that that patience. (laughs) Nice tip for the people. Get a get a no draft. Also, another Gmail tip. This is very important for all of you artists sending book requests out there gmail has a feature called canned responses where you can write a draft save it and rather than having to copy and paste every time you just open a new email click on the canned responses go to the one you want and it pastes all of that with all the formatting right in there oh, oh, man. it's a freaking game changer oh man i gotta get on that the more you know wow. um we're here for the people man <laughs> Educate. so that patience though is, is interesting i mean i'm thinking about like we've known each other for a while almost the mm-hmm. whole time i've been in the city yeah. and it's interesting you mentioned your twitter bio up front because you said you might change it to that but i don't think you should because i think what you have right now <laughs> actually like is the most perfect description of the way at least i see you which is uh that you work hard and you love your city yeah like it's those two pieces full-fledged sweetheart could, could uh, you add it to that <laughs> yeah there's room also <laughs> and then i'll just add your at handle so that like people can refer to you oh okay. to well, make sure that it was like true or not yeah <laughs> artistic yeah. integrity too. yeah, yeah. Your sources. yeah. That's, that's, that's wonderful that's but i <laughs> i think that that idea of working hard is a basically i just have very little patience for very thirsty people and oh, yeah. I think that the the difference between working hard and being really thirsty is something that people have to kind of figure out, right? Mm. Absolutely. And it's something that I think you do really, really, really well. Thank you. Um, is I think you're really deliberate about like the rooms you want to be in and the people you want to be connected to. And I don't think like there's anything inherently wrong with that. It's something that like I also try to do. But I think sometimes it crosses that line mm-hmm. for other folks into this like very thirsty kind of transactional thing like for you what does working hard mean like how do you think about that well I mean it's really I mean Daniel knows all this but I really started out as an intern in the game with everything an intern at YCA an intern for the Omas for No Name um, and then also Jamila for M&O and so it, it was always like I think that my Man, internship. Let's ex- just like pause on that. That's yeah, like, that's quite a list. When yeah. you look back twenty five years of that, that's, that's yeah, a great I know. foundation. You even, heard a no name? Yeah. I interned. For. Yeah, <laughs> even even now, I'm like that's pretty crazy that I interned for those folks because they like now they're just really like killing mm-hmm. the game. But mm-hmm. I think those internship experiences really helped me navigate how I want how I want to act as an artist and also mm-hmm. just as a person because. Um, a lot of young people will ask me like how I got those internships and like how I get that work and get into those rooms. And it's never like, I want to get into those rooms, like for the sake of being seen to get in those rooms. It's like, I really like the work uh, ethic of no name. And I really want to ask her a couple questions. It's as easy. So the line, the line is not, the line is being like, I am actually genuinely interested in being in learning more and being a student Mm. and not like being there for the sake of being there. So like for me, one of the people that I'm uh, trying to set up a meeting with soon is Pat and not for the sake of like, I want to hang out with Pat. It's like, I have genuine questions that I really. Are talking about the manager? Yeah. Pat, the manager. I thought we were talking about Patrick Ewing. Ah, dang. Yeah. (laughs) No, Ewing, yeah. that's the Pat you went yeah. for. <laughs> that's the Pat you went for. I'm a, I'm a 90s New York kid. What do you want me to right. say? You're, you're not wrong, yeah. Um, but yeah, for the audience. You <laughs> Finger roll. <laughs> boo. Uh, I, I, I support your boo. Yeah. Uh, Anti shout out yeah. for, the, for the Pat Ewing. 
All right, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was going to be so controversial. <laughs> I'm from a land where everybody loves Patrick Ewing. Like he's we're like in the, Chicago, Daniel. It's not even a dislike for Patrick Ewing. I think it was just the the obtuse placement of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there. That's the first thought. <laughs> but yeah, we as we do, yeah. we interrupted you. So you're reaching okay. out. So it, no, I want to. Yeah, I want to. So Pat, the manager for the audience, I would love to have coffee with him and just ask him some questions. Like I said, I'm trying to navigate being an artist because the project I dropped, I thought was just for fun. And then a lot of other things happened that I didn't expect and wasn't prepared for. So I have a lot mm-hmm. of questions for a lot of people that I would like. So that's that's just the way my brain thinks. It's not like I want to hang out with them for the sake of hanging out with them because they're doing really well. I mean, yeah, I want to hang out with them because they're doing well and I want to learn. But I think it's always like whenever you want to get into whatever room or internship or position you want to, you have to start from as a student, like coming into it, knowing that someone else is there. You're going to into a situation to learn more than you do now. Mm. And I think that's what help. That's what keeps me humble and like i'm never even thinking about that stuff mm-hmm. i'm never thinking about like who the, i can hang out with or it. reach yeah, yeah. It, that doesn't matter to me i'm a student first and i'm always a student mm-hmm. and something that my mentor tangy harper who runs happiness club after school matters shout out to tangy shout out, shout out tangy we, we should get tangy up here oh absolutely yeah. she should be here yeah she, she like, lives like across the street oh where? yeah my Perfect. little my little cousin is in happiness club what amir I love him. That's my first that cousin. Is, shout out Amir. Shout out to Amir Litter. Yeah. Yes. Super shout out. Yeah, that excited super me. shout out. That's so sad. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. He's awesome. But yeah, one of the things that Tangi taught me like a long time ago when I was a dancer in Gallery 37, Ooh, um, she was like, the moment that you think you know everything, you should probably just die. And Ooh. that's really blunt and scary as a teenager, but she that's always been true it's like if i feel like i have nothing else to learn in this world then i really could just drop dead because then i have nothing to offer nothing to gain mm. so that's that's really where i keep my yeah. balance is that i know i'm a student always so so <clears throat> you mentioned feeling unprepared twice and i'm saying that <laughs> yeah. out loud because i want to get to that yeah and i don't want to forget so that's Absolutely. just an earmarker we're definitely going to touch on that yeah but to stay in, in where we are right now um i would love one for your own reflection, but two for folks listening, especially people trying to, you know, get to to new levels. Uh, what was some of that like initial communication? Because right? obviously you have relationships because being a part of the, the community with these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how was that like uh, first point of contact going to be from I know you to like wanting to be the student, wanting to be the intern? And what are some of the like fundamental lessons you learned from that that basket of guidance yeah um so basket of guidance basket of (laughs) my memoir basket of guidance (laughs) (laughs) mother's day is coming up on the merch page (laughs) baskets of guidance baskets of guidance (laughs) um all right so when I reflect, <laughs> y'all are just, it's just like a like a. I need a dove in the just, basket. It's a, it's, a, it's a bell hooks book and a loofah. <laughs> I need a little dove on there, mm-hmm. just like like a living dove. Yes, <laughs> so it flies out when you say baskets of guidance. It just flies out. That's a problem with FedEx though. They don't like it when you ship doves. It oh. doesn't work well. Well, I'm going to make it happen. Okay. See, if you can make all these other things happen. <laughs> anyway, to, to Damon's very some, proud. Some dove interns. <laughs> all right. To, to but yeah, the, and then initial uh, communication and yeah. then some of the lessons that have filtered out. Yeah. So the initial like thing that happened was honestly like I started slamming in high school, like just senior year and going to wordplay at Young Chicago Authors and going to everybody's shows like Saba. I, rem- I It's crazy. I just went to see him in Milwaukee and I ended up driving him home, which is so crazy <laughs> from his tour. Yeah. And, I, and I, I was like, Whoa. oh yeah, remember like that one show you did and like blah, blah, blah. He was like, whoa, that was literally like four or five years ago. I was like, dang, like, yeah, you're right. But I, I think it was like, I- Shout out Saba. Shout out Saba. I think I started, I think people started wanting to like- ha- use me as like their intern when they saw that I was around. And I think that's the first step for young people wherever, like another thing Tanji taught me is like, you're trying, you should be surround yourself with people you're trying to be like. And, mm. and also if you're not as good as other people at what you do, you should probably be surrounding yourself with those people to get like, you know, try to something 
to rub off. But mm-hmm. I think it start, It all started when I really was just going to community events. I was going to people's shows, people like any, any time, all the time. I still go to all the yeah. shows and any shows I'm at, all the shows I can be at. People who are big, people who are smaller, people who are my friends, people who I've heard of. I like show up. I just show up. And I think that's the number one thing is to just show up, show up for your community, show up for your peers, show up for the people you're trying to be in connection with. Um, Reach. Yeah, because that, that's just that's yeah. just honestly it. That's how you build. That's how you like build those relationships. And Mariah Neurath saw me at YCA. She saw that I was at all the open mics. She people started asking me like, "What do you do? Like, what are you aiming to do? What are you good at? Like, what are your experiences? Why are you here? Why are you here, dude? You go home." <laughs> that's actually really funny. Make it about me for a second. Yeah, let's, do it. let's, let's make do it about it. Daniel. So, <laughs> after the first, so we've done. We've worked open my chances open mic for a while together. Yeah. After the first. First one we went out like the whole crew and I didn't I knew like Brittany from YCA and I and that and you and that was pretty mm-hmm. much it and we went out to this bar and got some food afterwards and I'm just kind of like sitting there quietly in the back and Rach Jackson shout out to Rach turns to me and just goes who are you <laughs> like not in an accusatory no, way she just, just wants to know like, like, yeah literally who are you and I just how heard did her you say that <laughs> I just heard her say that to somebody and I was like that's so dope and that's because I, I like that too I hate being in spaces where, with people that I see a lot mm. and I don't and I hate that whole like oh I know you but I'm like know each other I get sick of that I'm like who are you I see you all the time what yeah. do you do and then I learn you know so I mean the initial thing is just showing up I how think. do you not have insane social anxiety about that that see that's the thing for me because yeah. like i well, theoretically I, like, theoretically i agree 100 percent go with out everything yeah. about that yeah and even when i'm in the room like i see the person we give the head nod or we like sit, dap each other up and say hello but i'm like i that's where the anxiety kicks in is that yeah. you mentioned you're an extrovert like in the pure sense do you think do you feel that weirdness or have you just kind of broken no, through that i mean now now that i'm a little bit more grown Mm -hmm. (laughs) up I definitely feel anxiety a lot more around social like things Mm -hmm. especially being an artist and like just like the pressures of certain things that's interesting that happened to me too yeah once I got older 17 18 19 like oh yeah yeah and then now I'm like like, 21 I'm I'm like oh god I gotta go home right now like right now (laughs) no but I mean I still I think it ends up giving me more anxiety to consistently see someone that Mm -hmm. is in the same space as me and for me not to know them it reminds me of that thing where like men walk into a room and introduce themselves to all the men and not the women yeah no shout outs to that but that is a strong shout out but you know what i'm saying that kind of reminds me of the same thing it's like when i walk into a room i'm seeing the same person all the time and like and i'm seeing the same person all the time and i it gives me more anxiety to be like i see you around the same space space as i'm around all the time and i still don't know you and yeah. like we should be knowing each other cordial, you, know? you know what i'm saying yeah. at least your name yeah. like i don't need to know anything else but at least to know your name if i'm seeing you all the time so you yeah, know so it's cool you met you mentioned that from being around and showing up folks kind of started coming to you and yeah. asking what do you want to contribute and that's such like an empowering moment especially as a young person yeah um in those first moments, what did you want to contribute? Were you trying, were you wanting to be singing? Were you, what, what was it for you at that yeah, point? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think the, like, just to, you know, full circle it, like the more you show up, the more people see you in those spaces, the more they're curious to know who you are because you don't have to show up. People don't have to show up. And, and it shows even work ethic in you making the effort to show up somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, reflecting now, I, all these internships I did was definitely when I was like 17 or 18 and I didn't even get how crazy that was that because all the internships, luckily all the internships I landed at the time, which was like my first year of college, I was working for three different people for like four different things. So I was working under Mariah for YCA, the Omis and No Name because she was managing them at the time. And then Sherrod Smith, Jamila's manager saw that and pulled me in. So I was literally working for four different things. Mm-hmm. Luckily, all of those things I did not like people like they all asked me to do that and mm. I didn't have to reach out. But I think that's because I was there so much because I tried to like even when I was in those spaces, I would be like, oh, can, how can I help you? Like at YCA, oh, you need me to help pass out whatever. Put yeah, put the chairs up, put the chairs back, stay after, talk to people and just have fun. 
Um, luckily, all these internships, people came to me because I just showed up. I really think it's because I just showed up. But did you want to be singing at that point? Because it's it's this yeah. odd tension of being the it's person so behind crazy. the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time, I was going to DePaul for PR and ad. And then I was already really good at all of that stuff because of like Happiness Club. And I had just fallen into that role a little bit. And I'm really, I'm, I, feel, I feel like I'm really good at connecting people mm-hmm. as much as I love connecting with people in my mind. Like the first thing that I think about when I meet a person is like what like who and my friends would be really dope collaborators with them mm. so like my brain thinks and connections I'm always like oh my gosh X Y Z would be dope friends with like ABC he like my alphabet there <laughs> <laughs> um but um <clears throat> let's go you said what are we going back to just the, did you want to oh like, the singing yeah. yeah so I at the time I was just I mean I still love that work so mm. I still love doing the producing like PR work and I still do it here and there for friends. Like sometimes Omaz will still ask me to do a couple things. And I'm I'm still in that stuff still excites me, but it still definitely is that like I have to figure out one right now. But the way I see it is like right now I really want to make art. And if I ever need to fall back on something else, that I'll do like the PR whatever work. But at the time I was not, a, I, I don't consider myself to be a singer or an artist. I was always making, no, I'm, I've always been an artist. I was always making art and stuff, but never seriously. Mm-hmm. I would say that this is the first year that I was like, oh, I'm taking this like for real, yeah. like seriously. So all of, got a lot of, prof- that was like really profound. Actually. Yes. <laughs> like, um, I've got a lot. I, yeah, I, I'm wondering. I wonder if you've had the space to to process that, like before talking about it out loud. But yeah. now to the point of making that decision to be like a public facing artist. Yeah. Um, what were some of the things, maybe in the craft or how to maneuver or in process that you soaked up from that behind the scenes support communal role? Yeah, I mean. To this day, uh, like this year has been, I'm not going to lie, this year has been really rough navigating as an Mm -hmm. artist. Um, But to this day, the same people who I was interning for are some of my biggest mentors and saved my life. Like Tanji, consistently talking to her. Mariah really did a lot this year to really help me navigate. She honestly really saved my life with navigating stuff. And Maceo from the Oh My's also, he was like, I remember being your age. I remember dealing with these exact same things. Mm-hmm. And so like, in in a sense, like all these people that I've worked for are really like my biggest mentors in helping me figure this stuff out and getting me through it. At the same time, um, I was just talking to Nate Marshall last night because I was at YCA and he I feel was like, like Nate Marshall gets referenced the most. Boo, Nate Marshall. <laughs> just kidding. Nate Marshall's my uncle. Um, he gets both a shout out and an And a boo. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in the gates. <laughs> yeah. Nate last night was like, Do you have a manager? And I was like, Nah. And that's, I told him that's partially because I don't feel like I need that yet, but also because I'm really good at the behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. and it's really hard for me like i'm hey if you're out there (laughs) i need to find someone who's ready to who can match that like Mm -hmm. i come from people who work very professionally and treat their people nice who make sure everyone's getting fed and paid and make sure that they're booking gigs that are worth it and really um fulfilling and and I know what it's like to do that work. And that's the same kind of work that I do for myself mm. um, and for a lot of my other friends. So it's it's all this experience of the behind the scenes stuff is definitely like in a in a business sense. Uh, the intern stuff has really been like saving my life as an artist now. Yeah. But as a person, like just navigating like artistic and like just feeling things and I'm still working that out. But definitely the internships help me be a better businesswoman and make sure that I'm being taken care of and taking care of myself and my people. Yeah. So as much or as little as you want to get this into. That's be a tough question. That, that's, always a, that's, that's always that's a setup. My, my, but, <laughs> but I'm curious if there are pieces of what's been tough this year that you want to like – Either you're in a place where you feel like you've kind of come out the other side or you're like deep in the middle of it right now and you yeah. want to just kind of talk it through. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel both heavily and I'm not scared to talk about that um, because I think people go through this and they should be able to talk about it. So what is it? Yeah. So what, what it is for me is just like it's definitely really hard uh, having to be like on all the time or sometimes mm-hmm. so, something or like 
I still like, you know, I, I work at Bucket Feet and sometimes and there's been like instances where people come in and they're like, oh my God, I, like I saw you at the Metro, blah, blah. And like, I'm, I get like anxiety. I'm like learning how to deal with like mm-hmm. those like little bits of recognition because like I said, I literally don't, I think I'm like one of the most humble people like all this all the compliments all the stuff like really phases me like I don't internalize any of that Mm. and maybe not on purpose and maybe I should more but I'm really just trying to work hard and create art and just make sure that my art and my work is what is making my way you know Mm. like I don't care for the recognition and stuff so it's hard dealing with that and dealing with people wanting to like always want to do stuff with me so I'm I'm just like navigating that it's like good problem to have but it still like causes a lot of like anxiety for me um so if there's not so if you're not striving for like that kind of external validation from people just being like oh my god it's kind of like that's something that you're not striving for where is the validation that you are striving for? Is it internal? Uh, is it from it's those in mentor performance? Mm. Uh, so like what keeps me going? Cause sometimes I'm like, Oh, making art is hard. Like this sucks. I'm going to quit. Um, I love performing. That's like my bread and butter. So, that, so I, I mean like as much as like, I'm still dealing with like how I want to work and like who I want to work with and how I want to get things done in terms of art and music, like, performance is the thing that brings me back to Mm. wanting to do this Mm. because I feel the connection I feel to audience the connection the the like rush you get from even having a connection with the audience is what really holds me down being able to teach people my lyrics and them sing it back and we share a moment is the most beautiful thing me being able to lie down on stage Daniel was there I had a rock star moment yeah Yeah, I I like I do a cover of Timmy Turner and I was getting down because I was using this crazy pedal and I was like I'm just gonna lie down right now <laughs> and I was just lying down <laughs> on, on stage on singing <laughs> um I so I I Best love deal. I love oh, breaking that you show. know yeah <laughs> I love breaking that like almost like third wall I've just recently decided that I really want to compile like a bunch of research on performance mm. um my friend Max McCune just uh shout out Max sent me this really crazy article on it's on theater performance but this woman i forget her name makes an argument that like um if she puts a a cat on stage that the audience is going to watch the cat because the cat is unpredictable Mm. isn't that the craziest that's really cool Mm -hmm. so like thinking about how you're you're supposed to match the unpredictability of like uh like cat is like i don't know so i that's amazing i know like performance has been really like i'm just like like, imagining like a uh, high produced like Broadway musical and like the Rockettes or something called, no, no there's one it's called oh cats. no <laughs> oh no I tried to stop it I saw it coming okay but what if what if you were watching Cats but there was, there was a real cat. cat you would look people at the cat people would watch the real cat no that's very that's very yeah. true alright but, but that, the, the yeah. performance thing is really interesting because it's yeah. something that you know for this like quote new wave I think what you just described about like feeling at home and feeling excited about being on stage, yeah, I think is really true for Rick Wilson oh, as yeah. well. Saba, so, like, Saba is one of my biggest yeah. like inspirations live. Like yeah. he he turns into I told him this. Yeah, he turns into Michael he Jackson. He turns like. into <laughs> such a monster yeah, on stage, yeah. and. And I told him, I was like, whenever I'm on stage and I want to really go crazy, sometimes I channel you because that's yeah. so like his energy is insane. Yeah. But think of how raw that is to have had like the opportunity to be on even a very small stage, but a stage when you're like 15 that then or 16 yeah. and you can like be years deep in that study now, as opposed to like, you know, two waves ago when these spaces didn't all exist. Like you had to fight to have any kind of stage you could be on right. at this right. point or right. pay to get on. Stage. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I think that makes a right. lot of sense. And yeah. then the other thing it made me think of, I, yeah. I heard on this podcast, this interview with big daddy Kane he was like trying to figure out how to make like a rap show entertaining in the mm-hmm. early nineties. And so this was the champs, I believe. I believe this was the champs. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to now defunct podcast, the champs. Oh, which R. is R. what, which is what got me into podcasting. Yes. <laughs> um, but he was talking with, I believe it was slick Rick and slick or anyway, it doesn't matter. Slick Rick was like, go watch. He sent him like an Aretha Franklin video mm-hmm. and a James Brown video and a Jimi Hendrix video. <laughs> and he was like, Forget all your preconceived notions. Like there are ways to do this and channel this into whatever you're bringing to the stage. So it's cool to see like one, you talk about that connection to Sab in terms Mm -hmm. of like lineage, but also like you're just 
already at a point where you're making it into your own. Yeah. And so that's really cool. Being a student, you know, I was going to say, so like, yes, I, I mean, they're, they're just also like in terms of like things that have been hard, it's definitely like business. Like when, when, like when art becomes business, it becomes ugly and gross and egotistical, mm. which is everything that I am not. Can you define business? I feel like business as in around. like, um, putting out, putting out music, um, all the like royalty shit and like, and like all of that kind of stuff, like figuring out what, like n I've recently decided that I'm, I'm not striving to be a vocalist. Like I'm not striving to be like the most technically like mm. perfect vocalist, but I am a songwriter and mm. I want to be a songwriter. So as a songwriter, I now need to learn about mm. making sure that I'm getting paid and yeah. that people aren't stealing my words and making sure that I'm like if I write songs for other people that I'm making, like I have like, you know, I have to figure all this stuff out now. It's like the most insane process, specifically around songwriting. Yeah. Like you go in and you make a song with someone and then before you leave the studio, you like sit down and negotiate the percentages yeah. of how much of the song you was make like split sheets, which is like something that I just learned about this year. So that all of that has been hard. But like I said, on I feel like I'm in the middle of something really hard but also have made it to the other side mm -hmm. and my other side is deciding that I'm a songwriter and deciding that I am and like always bringing it back to I'm a student like I I go home and I watch interviews on Alabama Shakes like like the lead singer Britney is crazy like Little Dragon I watch uh old Stevie Wonder performances where he's using a talk box and all of these things i'm i'm taking notes i take notes mm. i take notes on like saba's performance i take notes <laughs> yeah, yeah i have a little notebook no but it's all it's all in here and yeah. i'm like all of these things i'm 100 sure influence influence who i am and like uh i've been really getting back into like salsa and mm. so, oh i've one of the biggest influence celia cruz yeah has influenced me tremendously this mm. year Watching, I I like uh, watched the, the Netflix, Netflix series, right? yeah. and then I uh, bought her book and read that in like a day, and then mm -hmm. I bought a documentary on her, and she's her story is absolutely insane. So basically, like, yeah, music is hard and navigating is hard, but also being a student and really crafting up who I want to be and, and being very intentful about who I am and what my songs mean has yeah. been awesome. For those who don't know Celia Cruz, can you put, briefly put people on? Oh, man, I don't even... Celia, Celia Cruz, like, uh, she's the queen of salsa. Yeah, no, she's, like, insane. Yeah. Actually, the queen of salsa. Um, and I, I don't even... You just gotta. You just have to go. Yeah, I can't don't even do describe her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also you should know about her. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I think like I don't know. I've been really interested specifically in salsa. Like, is that music that you grew up hearing, or like, where was the relationship to that coming from? Yeah. Talk so about lineage. Yeah. So lineage. Um, my my parents. My mom is Venezuelan. My dad is Guatemalan. And when I was younger, they would throw the craziest parties till 5 a.m. and I hated it. <laughs> what, would, what part of the city? Uh, Like Irving Park at the okay, time. Okay. Yeah, Irving Park at the time. And and we, oh no, no, actually the craziest parties they would throw was actually on the west side. I lived briefly on the west side and I don't remember, not briefly, it was definitely like at least five years, but um, I, I was just such a part of my memory, I don't remember, but we had the craziest, biggest like space and they would throw all of their friends would come through and they would be up till 5 a.m. playing salsa. And then my dad would play salsa during the day. So I hated it. I hated salsa until like three years ago. I was like, oh my God, salsa is incredible. <laughs> um, so all that salsa influence definitely comes from my parents. My mom is like, an, my parents are incredible salsa dancers. Mm. Um, I really need to learn more from them. Um, so let's talk about your yeah. mom actually first. Yeah. Take it out yeah. of the like... What's the business like? But yeah. like, um, part of I always like to try First to make of all, space. shout out mom. Yeah. Shout out no, my, always. Shout out all moms. Absolutely. Shout out all moms. Shout out your. Shout mom. out my mom. Also, shout out pops. Shout out my dad. My dad actually put me onto Motown, so that's why I'm obsessed with Motown. My dad put me onto all like like uh like Queen and the Police. Uh. <laughs> uh, so I my parents are really big music influencers mm. on me actually. But so, my mom. Yeah, your yeah. mom. Just because I've heard you tell this story before. <laughs> my mom is epic. Mostly, I just I <laughs> everyone think it's cool knows how much my mom. Love each other. What's the deal? Yeah, what's uh, her, how would you describe her to someone who's never met her? My mom is so much cooler than me, so much more famous than me. <laughs> uh, incredible cook, incredible woman. Um, I learned a lot from her. She, 
uh, do you want me to say yeah, like how'd she, you end up in the she ended up in the States? So I'm first generation. Um, my mom ended up in the States because she was coming to be a nanny for um, my godmother, who's was like in the council of one of the counselors in, of council of Venezuela in Chicago. And then all these Venezuelans just know each other. So then my mom ended up being like a nanny and cook for Wilson Alvarez on the White Sox. And then eventually for Ozzie Guillen when he was playing though. Um, so she, there's all this crazy connection to the White Sox and people are always like, Oh, you're wearing White Sox gear on the, on the North side. And I was like, you don't know me. <laughs> I was like, you don't know me. As you wear a white sock yeah. shirt right now from, right from, now. from, from 96. From, yeah. My parents were like, we saved this and it like, we didn't know if you would like wear it, but it fits me perfectly. It's so crazy. That's pretty cool. So were you like around the ballpark as like a, as a tot? I guess so. I don't, I think I was like really like a baby baby because I, I really have no memories of that. But I always see these pictures and pictures of my parents like at like Bulls games and traveling. And I'm like, whoa, I was a rock star for like one second. <laughs> everything is just, everything else is just trying to get back. I'm trying to get back, back to that level now. Back to the floor, the yeah. floor of the United Center. Yeah. Trying to get back in yeah. Comiskey's good graces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you mentioned your mom is a cook, and I've, I happen to have eaten a little bit of that food. What do you it's think? Very oh, no, man. I was a huge fan. I thought it was yeah. tremendous. Oh, man, you plugged. Hey, yeah. it's only been a couple, but actually the time where I had it was your birthday party this uh -huh. past year. Oh, yeah. And I loved so that room because it felt like exactly the kind of community that I'm trying to help make, right? Like mm -hmm. it was people ranging from 18 to 40 and just music playing and people very comfortable and, and and it was like the antithesis of that like thirstiness it was about like we know it's like we're just a community yeah we're here. just here so you mentioned yeah. that you like being the the connector um and, and that's a role that i i kind of understand just from on our end but like what is it about that community building role that is gratifying to you like where in that do you see the joy um I don't even I don't even know. It's just so it's so fulfilling to connect people together who I know are going to do well. Mm. And and one of one of my goals when I was younger and still kind of is is just to get to know as many people as possible and get to know them but also get to know what kind of work ethic they have and what kind of style they work in because in my brain I'm always like, "Oh, like you're a dope videographer, you'd be incredible to partner with." this person, um, you're an incredible lighting person. You should do this person's lighting. Yeah. You, So um, I think it's also just a love of, I think there's room, I, I forget who said this, but there's room for everybody here. Mm. There's like this thought that we all like need to beat each other out or be the best, but there's really room for everyone. And then there's room for everyone to also be helping each other. Mm. So just because I'm doing stuff does not mean that I'm like, gonna stop trying to connect other people or i've i've booked a lot of shows it's really crazy i've booked a lot of shows for my friends this year mm. that like you know maybe i couldn't make or that i took myself out of the situation was like i could do this show but this person would be so much better for this bill mm -hmm. and it's just about i'm trying to really just build and, and make power. sure that people aren't like if if i if someone asked me to play a show and i know that i'm not a good fit I'm not, I don't want to do it because it's not in my it's not my, me being my most genuine. It's not good for me. It's not good for them. If I know someone else who's genuinely better, I'm going to be like, hey, you should book my friend. They're so dope. They fit, fit this bill 100 times better. Yeah, you're humble as hell. What? How do you do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, because it's just that's a thing that ego struggle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a especially as someone who creates. Right. So that you have to like have a certain amount of indulgence of that ego to feel like what you make is worth being heard. Mm -hmm. um, but then also to have the humbleness to share the, the, the things that come from it. You mentioned very early on in the conversation that the EP that you and the Burns twins put out almost a year ago. And just to clarify, your last name is not and the Burns twins. <laughs> um, it is actually. No, okay. <laughs> it's on the back of that White Sox shirt. It just says and yeah, the Burns twins. And the Burns twins. <laughs> but yeah. you, you mentioned that that kind of exceeded all the expectations in terms of like who it reached and everything. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about the two of them in relation to yeah. you because it does seem like a really healthy partnership. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think you've all, you know, I, I have like vague memories 
of you always collaborating. Like I, I'm thinking like four years ago, just at like wordplay, seeing you like harmonize with somebody. Yeah, it was like you, Cammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or just, you know, I might see you doing better. I feel like collaboration has been a consistent oh, yeah. part of your process. Absolutely. So for you at this point and thinking about whether it's with them or other folks, mm-hmm. sometimes that desire for collaboration or like the holding to it, at least for me, sometimes comes from like a, a little bit of insecurity about putting yourself out there on your own, yeah. standing on the stage by yourself, you know? Yeah. It, it, do you think that that's part of it for you? Um, definitely not. I was thinking about this and... um I've made music before the Burns Twins, <laughs> and I will continue to make music after the Burns Twins <laughs> and with the Burns Twins. You know what I'm saying? So I've been in I've been in bands before Burns Twins. A lot of the songs on the EP I actually wrote before I even met the Burns Twins. Mm. So there are a lot of songs that came from my journal. F the Burns Twins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So I I love the Burns Twins, and I I want to uh, continue to make music for them with like them for sure, but. Um, I also definitely am looking to put out a solo project next mm. because I know I'm more than capable of doing it. Mm. Um, and like I, I like I said, I've I've written. I, it's crazy. I was just I was just doing one of those things where I was scrolling in my like junk email now, uh, and uh, and I was just uh, looking for things that had attachments, which are basically I knew would would be songs that I've had with people. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, so um, there's like, I was just really looking back through my emails and I I found songs that I, like some of the first songs songs I ever wrote for like the Happiness Club. Mm -hmm. And then I I found some of the first songs I wrote for like the band that I had at the time with my friend John. Uh, Shout out John, I miss you. He's in like UK right now. What was the band called? It's called Early Band. Okay, so at first it was The Loop. (laughs) That one's really funny. It It could be so much worse. Yeah. (laughs) And then it was Mama Say. But that's, Ah, I love that name. I like that too. Yeah. Uh, And it was like Mama Say though. So like S E with the accent Ah. on it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm always, I love, I love the Burns twins. They're incredible musicians, incredible producers and just incredible people all around. Um, But I also like, like I said, I've always done music. I've all, it's crazy that, that email, like going through my emails really showed me like, oh my gosh, I am a songwriter. I've been Mm. doing this since I was 15, finding scraps of things and being like, oh my God, I could reuse this. This is, or like wow i was like 16 and this all sucks but this is really good mm. um so it was really crazy to just like do all that and i definitely like it's really nice having collaborators i i love collaborating with people just because the merging of different ideas is incredible to to like work with someone and their brain works completely different from yours is insane um but i also yeah i feel like i'm 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 definitely looking to put out a solo project yeah. next for sure has it been frustrating for you as that project or, or just attention maybe mm-hmm. as that project has had a lot of legs to it that were kind of unexpected and now y'all play shows on the bill as Kaina and the Burns like yeah even not like you verse them but like are y'all talking about that oddness of yeah. being grouped together and how people are seeing each of your creativity yeah it's it, that's that's another thing that's been very hard for all of us to navigate because we didn't expect this project to do anything mm-hmm. um so like a lot when of you say didn't ex- like you didn't expect people to listen to it yeah well we were just doing it for fun mm-hmm. and it has like five hundred thousand streams on it, it, it like, yeah, it's like it, a thing yeah mm-hmm. i don't i don't even know how that happened and i didn't expect it to uh like i said a lot of the songs I wrote like yeah. two or three years ago and were like just journal entries. And so t- mm. for that to like kind of blow up ish is like really weird. Um, but yeah, we do talk about, we have, we do and have been talking about that because it, it gets weird sometimes for sure. Like someone came up to me at Chop Shop and didn't know that I wrote all the songs. Mm. And so that gets weird. Or like sometimes there are, sometimes people are like, oh, this is all Kainu's project. So it's hard navigating that stuff. Mm. But also like the public can always think what they think. And I know that I wrote my songs and like we're having, we have fun together. I love performing with them. And I don't know, it's kind of the Kaina and Burns Twins is kind of caught on. Yeah. Even though it's kind of weird 
weird. Like, <laughs> no, but it, it, but I it like it. Yeah. I like it because I can still break out. You know, mm -hmm. I can still play a, a solo Kaina show, and like yeah. I know I can still sing my songs and like mm -hmm. or like sing other songs that I have in the vault. Ooh, uh, ooh, ooh in the vault. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so we talk about that because at first it was like I said, we just we were not prepared mm. at all. For any of this to go down the way it has been, so yes, we're gonna keep coming back. Yeah, to speak, this. Speak, being unprepared. Speak, what 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 does that really what did that really mean? Yeah, so in, just in like like, like what's the phone call that you're like, like what? I'm yeah, not prepared for like this. Like <laughs> it getting, I don't know. Like so, uh, June 25th, the uh, twins and I are playing Mambi on the beach. We booked that through a text. Someone texted us and was like, "I work here, want to play," and we were like, "What?" Like that's the moment I was like, and also like uh, this is. Like unprepared. Was it Alex no. Oh, she does work there. I'm, I know. I'm gonna she be does. working it as well. So it was actually a uh, Dan Dicker. Shout oh. out Dan Dicker. Another Dan. I don't another, know how I feel about another it. Dan. Another Dan. Like one Dan. <laughs> no, uh, Dan is great. But you haven't interviewed anyone named Daniel, right? K hurts, right? Oh yeah. No, that was a big deal. Uh, really, oh, I, but it was in my house, so I maintained that I yeah, was in control. You were like this Alpha Dan. My, this is my house. <laughs> I am <the> Alpha Dan. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. So, but yes, yeah, so you got yeah, that quasi shout out so, to this day. Yeah, that and <laughs> also uh, the EP is literally twelve minutes long, mm. which means that all the that's this is the craziest part to me is just like all the gigs and and um, like any media stuff that we've gotten has been off twelve minutes of music. Mm. Two of those songs being like thirty second interludes. Do you feel like that is? actually helpful in this time like do you feel like that was actually an advantage more than like just happenstance yeah working? or i mean more than anything it's kind of shown me that it doesn't matter how much music you have it just matters like how much heart and soul and work and like quality you put into it because yeah. if i'm able to book mambi off 12 minutes of music it's i don't know that that's i feel like that's that's literally the only project i have to my name right now mm -hmm. i mean meanwhile currency has 45 albums he's not playing mambi <laughs> I feel like every time I turn around, Currency's put out another album and I'm not listening to any of them. Uh, I'm very indifferent about <laughs> Currency, so I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, uh, I have no punchline. He's, like like he's not bad. He's my perfect example like of someone who puts out just, like, it's mixtape gone awry. Like, it's just every week another album. So I appreciate the 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, yeah. Like I said, just the unprepared thing is just like... Patrick, you and the currency. We're just Oh, like, yeah. We're just <laughs> uh, what else can we throw into this? Uh, I have some random Neil Patrick Harris. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I, went to, Patrick I Harris. went to Patrice Alumba, but... <laughs> oh, wow. That's... Okay. Patrick, Patrice. Patrice All right. Yeah, anyway. Patrice. Free association. We're not going to freestyle at the end. Anyway. We're losing this. This is getting out of hand. You've gotten this. It's is what happens it's when also, I come. Yeah, you come through. I get a little out of control, but also <laughs> it's starting to get warm in here, it so the, it gets <laughs> this nice. Uh, this nice garment. Should maybe maybe we should go to the t-shirt level. I might it's, have it's to. Hot in here. Anyway, before we're right. gonna run out of time, so I want to make True. sure uh, that that we get to a couple more things. I mean, just kind of in that moment of trying to get your feet back under you and figure out how to move forward and do what you want to do. What are you most excited about making at this point, and either musically or just in general? Like, what are the spaces? That and you feel and as you answer that question, do I remember you doing photography? From it? Wasn't there a time you always I had did a photos? Didn't you always yeah, have a camera? I, right I also neck? did. What happened? That's to that? so weird. Whoa, <laughs> CBT. I just I just turned into that Mr. Krabs meme yeah, that's like swirling. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about? Now you know how I felt when that's I said crazy. Fucking, yeah, Patrick, you were. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, like, Whoa. I mean, yeah, I've I've always been a creative kid. I started out at the happiness club audition for singing that didn't really get into singing for some reason um and then tangy took me under her wing i became a dancer i was like the best dancer in the room when i was like 17 <laughs> like hip-hop um stopped that because it wasn't fun um i had learned guitar earlier started picking up photography i've always been like creative yeah. um and it's and like poetry and poetry helped my songwriting and like um so i've always been a creative kid and always like dabbling and, and learning as much as I could about everything that interests me. Is there a next thing that you haven't like dove into yet, whether it's like a different medium or something that, that is uh, I'm trying to become Glass a pool ball. shark. Ooh. Ooh, okay. I have a list. It's crazy. I made a list. So I want to be a really great salsa dancer. Mm -hmm. I'm getting really good. Uh, I'm getting decent at cooking. I made some maple syrup sriracha wings the other day. Mm -hmm. It was banging. Um, I'm trying to become a pool shark. 
Um, and then, like I said, I'm really trying to compile other research on performer performers and like uh, people's relationship to stage. Mm-hmm. Um, who who do you like love to see besides Sab? Like yeah. maybe someone who you don't know, someone not of this. Like when you watch whether it's like historical footage or something like historical just, footage, yeah. um, or man. just now, but not someone you know personally. Oh man, uh, I have to think about this. I mean, like. I've been watching a lot of Prince footage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... R.I.P. R.I.P. Prince. Cries. Um, and then I am going to talk about like people who inspire me now, though. Um, because I... I miss my... You miss wait, my, what'd you say? Oh, like a dove? Like a dove. Okay, bye. All right, <laughs> All right everyone. It's over. <laughs> um, Podcast canceled. Yeah, uh, I my, make a bad joke every week. You make one bad joke. Yeah, it's over. I make bad jokes always, and only Joseph Chilliams laughs at them. So shout out, Joseph. Good company. Super yeah. shout out, Joseph uh, Chilliams. Uh, who was I going to say? Okay, so honestly, like the people, besides like watching old videos and inter- interviews, the people who inspire me the most right now, I got to say, are my friends for sure, though. Mm. Like uh, Isaiah Obi, who tends to play a lot of keys um for our shows has his own band called obi and he's an incredible mc he raps and plays keys and Mm. he's not like just an okay keys player like he's insane Mm. um and then another person a really big person that's really influencing me uh is sen morimoto my friend sen is literally plays everything he produces all of his tracks. Didn't you call him your momager on stage? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> <very funny. laughs> I thought that was very funny. Yeah, well, um, Sun and I made an email called sensdaddy at gmail.com. <laughs> if you want to book Morimoto, it's sensdaddy at gmail.com. <laughs> that's just me, though. <laughs> that's just So I'm his daddy. And <laughs> he's my momager. <laughs> that's so funny. I love, like, the behind-the-scenes humor. Like, you've yeah. been interning at manager for a while, so now you're yeah. like... <laughs> that's so funny. You create Gmails yeah. as much. Yeah. I remember one of one of Chance's early, like the one that I reached out to when I interviewed him in 2013, was paychance2rap at gmail.com, That's which I thought was pretty good. Really funny. <laughs> I, I, I want to. I, I like that question of like other things you want to develop. I want. I want to know what, for you. Do you have a list, Kiss, mm. of things, of skills you want to? That's really interesting. Build upon. So photography is one of them. Actually, uh, I've done like some semi-formal like portrait photography for people just like friends and stuff. And I really like doing that. Uh, so I want to take that a little more seriously. I mean, the big one is DJing. I was talking with, oh, shout, that out, too. shout out to Rosie, my partner. I just DJed East Room with Sen. We co-DJed and mm. I, it was the biggest rush of my life. So I'm really trying to it's get It's like the good. most fun thing in the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I make a lot of stuff, whether it's this or other projects, but, you know, whether it's for you performing, whether, it, you know, poetry or raps and, and, and you say like, there actually is nothing else I make that feels... Uh, I, I, that feels artistic in the same way. Mm-hmm. So last night I was doing a little stuff with just kind of messing around with my partner, Rosie on the, I was DJing and she was listening and it just felt so, it felt like something, it felt like a feeling that I chase in a lot How of other ways. How cute is that? You had a little like one on one DJ set. Yeah. 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 You guys That's are so adorable. Cute. Shout out, shout out to your romance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's pretty, pretty great. Um, <laughs> How about for you? Um, on like a, a less serious like retrospective, like growing up, I was always really salty that I didn't know how to backflip <laughs> or skateboard. Uh, <laughs> like backflip, <laughs> number one backflip. <laughs> yeah. uh, but definitely like play any instrument. I, I played like snare for a couple years. Um, so maybe getting back into percussion or, or learning just like basic keys for like yep. production programming with you, um, screenwriting and all writing for sure. Yeah, like I mean a, that's a thing. Like I, I definitely want to write a series, but books and prose as well. Um, oh, I'm gonna a very unofficial plug. Look out for a uh, an ergo book slash zine coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That we, we haven't started. It's, writing it's on it the yet, works, right? but we have the idea. Um, <laughs> and then was evoke like like singing and vocal. Like I don't want to be a singer. But I want to be able to be past saying, I don't know how to sing. Well, that's like the Kendrick thing was so inspiring for that. We were talking about that a little bit. Have you listened to the new project? Yeah, I have. So like Uh. he is admittedly in no way a singer, but he's doing things like like he has more vocal control than anyone I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's cool. So before we get out of here, um, we have a game and some sort of live performance. Which would you like to do first? Um, Let's do this game. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm glad you said that because I've, I've recently deemed this the cornerstone of this show. This is the pillar around yeah. which we oh build boy. our so, ideology. 
you know, all of those lessons and wisdom you gave were great, but this is what but this, this is, is. This, this is what is it's what, about. This, this is what I'm really this, about. This is what you're here this for. This is the real me. So it's all about accountability. We only, right? need, we only need like three minutes for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. all, it's all about accountability. Uh, and I, and I, I want this to be a model that spreads past mm-hmm. where, where it is right now. But there's this one sect of the world that has run amok. And, 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 that, <laughs> and that is R&B singers. Okay. Let's um, get it. And I think it's, you know, I think it's of the later years that it's run amok, but we have opened it up for the entire lineage of R&B. Okay. I, I like to say from David Ruffin to like Tory Lanez, any era, you have to start beef with an R&B singer right. and why. We, we are holding these folks accountable because we need our R&B. We need our R&B to be, to be good. To be for us. And yes, for us. Um, so originally I was going to say R. Kelly because duh. And he's just the rap. He, he is the, how this game got yeah, designed. Like gross. Um, but I'm actually going to start beef with Music Soul Child Ooh. because, because he didn't he come back as a rapper? Yeah. <laughs> why would, why would somebody. you do that? No. And like he was doing Why would you do that? And like he would act like he, he, he like he was obviously music soul child, yeah. but he would like say I'm I'm not music. What was the name? He had some like I alias. Know, some it was crazy ridiculous. name. He wore a a, a hat. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> like commandeering. I'm commandeering your beef. He was pretending he was a different person. Yes. yes. And he wore he had this like costume. It was like a black leather baseball cap, but like a Burger oh, King right. style crown was coming out of it. So you're it looked right. like a Burger no, King. No, this hat. man went ridiculous. And it was like terrible raps. Like yep. one of the greatest vocalists of of the, our generation. You know what's funny about horrible that? raps, horrible rap swag, horrible rapper interview. What's funny about it being a Burger King hat? So here's a Music Soul Child story <laughs> uh, that I also got from the Chaves. So the way that Music Soul Child got put on uh, to our conversation about being uh, thirsty, I, I applaud your beef. Thank well, you, beef. because I, w- I thought it was about big, it. And no one said anything about like, it. Yeah, because I was like, no one's talking about the fact that like he has some of the most beautiful songs, <laughs> and then came back as a rapper, yeah, a no, bad one, a bad rapper, and and, and music, like an alter ego. Like, hey, music really soul child, that's who you are. Get back to it. Okay, so here's cool. how he came up though. Was so like the roots and Erica, but like all that, like Philly Soulquarian scene, they would mm-hmm. have these open mics and like jam sessions. <laughs> he was the pizza delivery guy. And he was like, but I sing. And they're like, yeah, hey, get up. out of here, get out of here. He's <laughs> like, no, no, no. Let, <laughs> you show up with pizza. Everyone will love you. <laughs> the most important lesson to take in this interview, you have to show up in 30 minutes or less. <laughs> hey, not wrong. But yeah, he, they let him sing and he obviously sounded like Music Soul Child. And that was how he got a record deal. So, so look. All right, speaking y'all, of singing, s- send me addresses to bring pizza to. <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> Deliver a pizza to yeah. Pat the manager's house. Yeah. But before we get out of here, we're basically out of time, but I'd love to hear you sing something for and us. Why don't you tell people where they can find you before? So we'll we'll yeah. wrap right after you're done. Yeah. Okay. So you can find me uh, on Twitter at underscore K-A-I-F-U, Kaifu. Um, and then on Facebook, if you just search Kaina, I've got a show for Planned Parenthood uh, benefit I'm playing on May 12th. And then, yeah, Man Beyond the Beach on the 25th. Cool. Do you want me to get into this? Okay, so this song is uh, something that I have not released, and it's called um, House. New shit. New stuff. <laughs> um, wish I could say that this house is still a home without you. Wish you would stay, because you know that things will always pull through. When shit gets carried away, we'll know what to do. You know I'll be there always. Wish I could say that I don't pray every night about you. Wish you okay, cause I know sometimes you fall for voodoo. When she gets carried away, we'll know what to do. You know I'll be there always. You know I'll be there always. Oh, you know I'll be there always. So beautiful. Kaina, thank you so much we for sharing. Thank y'all. Shout out Ergo hey, Radio. Ergo shout out. So we gone every Thursday at noon. We'll be back with another strong young voice from Chicago and beyond. We're on the road, Oberlin and Grinnell next week. Cop your Ergo tea Ooh. at Ergo Radio. Shout, mm. shout out to the dude in Alabama who bought a tea that oh. I have to ship out today. Wow. That's love. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Al... No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Shout out that dude. And yeah. shout out Alabama. I think, I think that's all we got. We'll be back next week with another strong young voice from Chicago and beyond. Much love to the people. Peace. Peace.
Hey sunshine, won't you come my way? I've got two more hours till the end of day. I don't need no flowers, we've been through the rain. Honey, won't you come my way? 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 Hey, sunshine, I can feel your rays. I can feel you blessing me when skies are gray. Seeing all your warmth from thousand miles away. Honey, won't you come my way? <laughs> 